Hey Chili's, I hope you're having a great week. Speaking of chili, it is freezing here in Philadelphia. We're getting our first ice storm. So of course I made some chocolate chip cookies and I'm saying that I needed the oven for heat, which is totally not true. But um, that was the excuse I gave my boyfriend and he wasn't complaining in the first place about cookies. So I hope you're all staying warm. I hope you're getting ready for whatever holidays you're celebrating. They're, they're coming fast. So I've already started looking for presents and things like that, but I just can't believe how fast November is ending. But other than that, I, I truly hope you're having a great week and I really cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Our guest was Joe. Uh, Joe is awesome, super funny, knows a lot about history and has some really cool family heritage. So check this out. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. everybody welcome to real chills i am so excited i have my good friend on the cast today joe joe how are you i'm doing great how are you doing today i'm good i love how extra italian you're being already how you doing how you, how doing? you hey how you doing <laughs> g you fine how's your mouth what's going on my dad is very italian I, I don't think we've ever talked about it but he that's what he says too so oh, feels yeah. right at home <laughs> If they greet you with a vowel, you know they're Italian. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, oh, oh. Fair. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Your story is bonkers. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. um, I always ask my guests the same question when they come on the show. And that is, when it comes to the paranormal, where do you stand? Are you more of a true believer or are you more skeptical? I don't think energy could be destroyed. I think that there's something out there. And I think that it goes somewhere. And um, I, I'm like, I believe in the paranormal. I believe in that like supernatural. Um, I don't always think that it's, I think that they're more kind than they are malicious. I think they're benevolent and they kind of are just like, I don't know. I just kind of like the idea of a ghost being like, you lost your keys. Like, here you go. Like, you're like, oh, here, I'm going to put that $20 you lost like in your jacket pocket. Like I that love kind that. Of, yeah. Like, just like being I, sweet, which makes very, my story going to be worse because it's nothing sweet it's at all. Not, no, I think that's really, that's really nice. It's still really scientific, just like energy is transferred. It's not destroyed. And it's also kind of like how I, because I, I grew up in a haunted house and I've always believed that like what? not everything is like mean and angry because my, my experiences were never mean or angry. They were right you know, pretty, pretty nice. So, you know, they listen, they don't like try to try to scare me or anything. So I'm hundred percent with you. I like to believe that they can stay for other reasons. Like maybe they just liked this this spot and they're not ready to move on yet. You know, they paid a lot of rent like a lot right. of money yeah, like, you are not, no. yeah mortgages and stuff they're not going to give that up so quickly. Imagine if mortgages lasted into your afterlife. <laughs> yeah. It's like a beetle, like a Beetlejuice situation where oh, it's like that man. kind of like oh. background, like infrastructure is like, you didn't pay it for about 20 years. You're not getting <laughs> out of this. Oh man. If they could, they would. They're probably oh, yeah. working on it right now. There's like, no death to you part with loans and like everything. <laughs> yeah. it, go, it just yeah. keeps going. It's, yeah. It's ghost money. Gonna have to like a ghost job. Oh, 
Oh God, no! What a terrible world we're creating. Right? <laughs> anyway, that's I love that. Um, do you want to get into your story? Oh my gosh, yes. So the again taking that everything is benevolent and wonderful and taking it totally to the opposite side. <laughs> but um, these were stories that my grandmother told me when I was a kid, um, just like sporadically here and there because she's just like throw it. Be like, oh yeah, this is this story and this is this story. And then when you asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, well, let me ask my dad like for it, like each of them. And he was like, oh yeah, that was the same thing. Like all of these little stories. And I was like, oh, okay. So you're going to need to, so um, I was going to say long story short, but it's a podcast. It's supposed (laughs) to be long. So we're going to go with the long story. So um, it all starts in a little city called Benovetti, um, which is like kind of near Naples. My grandfather is one of five boys and they were like a hunting family. Um, they were from the Northern part of Italy. He moved to the South cause he married my great grandmother. Um, and he just goes out hunting. That's just what he does. And he has this kind of like shotgun, kind of like a rifle kind of situation. He goes out hunting and he's kind of just like, you know, we don't hear from him for a few days. So I don't really know how this got back to my great grandmother. Um, she had two babies in the house. My 22 month old grandmother and her sister was, who was either older or younger. My father cannot give me a straight answer, which again, <laughs> very Italian. Who's that like, is I, don't, I don't know. You get, you're bothering me. Go. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, father. You could go watch whatever sports match you watching tonight. Um, but the story is like he's hunting and a little girl sees this man under a tree and was like oh my god this this guy is just kind of sleeping let me go to my father and tell him so she goes to her father and it was like this man sleeping under the tree the neighbor comes out and was like oh you know that's the one of the i cannot i can't even remember my great-grandfather's last name it might have been russo um it was like oh it's probably mr russo he, he's he's sleeping you leave him alone but a few days go by and he was like well mr russo is still there and they go up to him and they realize that he's been struck by lightning while hunting. Whoa. So the gun was on his back. He was struck by lightning and he passed away. So in bold Italian fashion, you know, they, they, they take the gun and they give it to the next family member. I don't understand. <laughs> how, I don't understand how it even worked or how it worked or what happened, but <laughs> They were like, they buried my, my poor great-grandfather. My grandmother from the, that day on was just like terrified of guns. She yeah. liked lightning. She would run in the house, even into her old age. Like she'd never liked any oh. sort of, like when Sandy hit New Jersey, we were like, you have to come to our house. And she was like, I'm too scared to leave my house because of the lightning. Mm. She used to say like, my father, my father, when she was kind of losing, like not losing it, but like when she was really sick, she was like, no, I'm, I can't with the oxygen tank and everything. But anyway, the gun gets passed down to my, to, to his brother. And he's like kind of cleaning it and kind of working with it. And he wants to go hunting with it. So he's kind of setting it up and he holds the gun up and fires it and it backfires and it blew off three of his fingers. Whoa. So now he's like, I don't like this thing. We this This is bad. There's something going on with this. There's like, something's happening. Let me give it to my nephew or like my grandmother's cousin. And this is where it gets weird because I didn't know the story until like two days ago. They go hunting again. 
they're all it's a hunting whatever they used to hunt that's what they used to eat so hunting was like a big part of their like the early 1900s in italy that's just what it was um they go out hunting same same rifle and one of the people in the party the hunting party kills a deer they're like cool so they're bringing it back my grandmother's cousin is furious that he's that he hasn't gotten anything so he's looking for to kill something he's just mm. like i need to kill something i don't want to go home empty-handed i'm just frustrated um and the way my dad explains it is like there are cemeteries in random parts in italy because they're not like just connected to churches and they're ancient and like there's like different spaces so they end up in a cemetery which is like this open field and this frog is like jumping along and a frog lands on this tombstone and my grandmother's cousin shoots it in the foot oh. and like there's like a visible hole in his in his hand i think he like picks it up and bags it and was like i got something and like he's like all you know happy he got something but he's still furious I, the frog may have died at that point or he might have i don't know i don't know what happened <laughs> sure. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Again, big holes in the story because my father's like, I don't know. Don't bother me. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but you know, he brings it home. You know, and that night he's kind of jolted awake of somebody screaming at him, and it's this like dude kind of hovering over him going what have you done to my hand? Look what you've done to my hand! And he's like showing Whoa. him his hand, and there's the bullet hole from the frog is like over like when he's like screaming and he's like what have you done you shot me you shot me and he was like so scared that he like either passed out or he woke up so he mm. doesn't know if it was a dream or if it wasn't a dream but it was just this like apparition this like it could have like my dad was explaining it may have been that his brothers were yelling at him being like why'd you waste ammunition he might have felt bad mm. but to me, we've got my grandfather, my great grandfather gets struck by lightning. Somebody else loses three fingers. And then this apparition comes out like that's not um, coincidences aren't a thing anymore. Mm -mm. At that point. Yeah. So he's like, I'm getting rid of the gun. Just like everybody <laughs> yeah, else is just like, so then he gives it to my grandmother and her mother who they don't like guns. So they kind of keep it somewhere on the outs in the house. And this is the story my grandmother told me. So my father didn't really remember this. <laughs> my grandmother's house is going to get robbed. Mm -hmm. And they find the gun. And so they're about to shoot one of the family members. And the gun backfires again. So, and he was like, what is this? What's happening? And then he turned, the other, one of the other robbers kind of grabs the gun and like turns it. And it like almost hit his head. It like without even pulling the trigger like they didn't even realize that it was loaded wow. nobody in the house knew it was loaded they were like how what and so they put it down and they ran out of the house so that's four yeah somehow it gets to the united states no don't bring it here <laughs> that's what i said i was like no throw it in the ocean throw do something it in the ocean that's what, are you what doing? you have to do with this like international waters like while you're right. going over the like on the boat you could have just like nobody uh, saw it yeah nobody saw it coming everyone everyone saw it coming but they're like maybe um and then my i don't know who in the family ended up getting it i don't know if because everybody's everyone's your family when you're italian Right. It's right. like, this is your cousin. And you're like, who are they related to? And you're like, I don't know who's our neighbor on Fifth Street. And you're yeah. like, that's not how <laughs> bloodlines work, but I'm really glad we're not vying for like property or something. Cause right. like, this would be a problem. But he was 
again, going to go take it to the range. My, my quote unquote uncle or my father's uncle. I don't know. Again, the science. And he's like, this doesn't feel right. So he like gave it away. Maybe sold it. Maybe. So it's somewhere. So this thing is somewhere and we don't know where it is. Um, Again, this was like the early 1900s. We're talking like 1920s. So like, sure. Who knows where that is? If it's even here, if it's struck again. Wow. But yeah, that's our, that is our like haunted my dad calls it the Malaloik, which is like the evil eye that it's been cursed by someone. Oh. So, so like the god has been cursed by someone. Is what yes, your dad thinks. That's what he thinks. Like it's like because the Malaloik is like the idea that if somebody can look at you and like hurt you in some way, so like that's why some Italians wear like the little golden pepper is like to protect right. you from the negative feelings of others, which I think is also just like nice. It just makes it makes me feel nice. Yeah, um, I wear it whenever I feel a headache coming on because my grandmother was like, yeah, if you ever get a really bad headache, that's random. Somebody's talking about you. So if you put on wow. the pepper and it goes away, it, they're not getting to you, which I think is just like a nice kind of. Nice kind of thing. Pick you up. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the evil eye, like necklaces and, and things yeah. that people wear. And then there was this whole tradition that my grandma had. If you had a headache where she would like she would sit, she, she'd be like, you have a headache? Sit down. We're like, OK, we're like in her kitchen and she would mutter something with olive oil on her thumb and she would like do the sign of the cross over your like your forehead your lips and your heart and she would do it multiple times and then she would dip her finger in olive oil and flick it in water okay and then i don't understand (laughs) she would flick it in water and then if the oil got bigger it meant that somebody you know either was or was not talking to you but i did know if they stayed the same size and came together it meant that multiple people were talking about you whoa i'm upset i wish i could talk to your grandma <laughs> i know it's so <laughs> it's just wild it's interesting how many times on this podcast it's brought up how christianity sometimes has rituals i mean it's not witchcraft but it has like the same energy do you yeah. know what i mean like oh, it's yeah, a very yeah. interesting even in church now it's like very like ritualistic it's just so interesting mm-hmm. like where did she learn that from you know, I don't know. And then, like, you were not allowed to know what she was uttering. You had to be taught on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve? And the year that I was supposed to learn it from her, she passed away. No. Does your family know? Do other people in your family? Not a single person knows, nor do I understand. Like, I was like, Dad, do you know what she... And my dad was like, I never asked her on Christmas Eve, so I never never got a chance to, like, figure it out. So... See, I was going to ask, so so your family believes it's like a curse, like an evil eye situation, mm-hmm. I guess. But I was going to say, do you think it's the, like, the energy of your grandfather still in the gun from, you know, I don't know. That sounds almost yeah. like a 90s movie, you know, like getting electrocuted. And yeah. then now you're like a gun that can talk or something. Oh, yeah. You know, it'd be like Adam a- Sandler or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like- it's like a Who Frame Roger Rabbit where it's like yeah. Frank Sinatra's the sword. And you're just like, hey. <laughs> yeah, Frank Sinatra in a sword. Just or those bullets that are like talkies, like, oh, those tunes. And just that's like- exactly. Yeah, that's what I, I know. It's kind of silly. But that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. maybe it's your like your great grandpa just like messing with people. I mean, at at this point, I think I think it might be because like, especially if that robbing story is true, like he was protecting yeah. his family. 
and like it was his brothers who had it and then his cousin like my grandmother's cousin so i guess his nephew so i think it might have been a kind of i left my child too early kind oh, of situation because yeah. she was 22 months so like i think so but it's a great way to think about yeah, it yeah that's really sweet actually and i think it's so funny that it's kind of messed up but also funny that your uncle just shot that frog like because you could have just picked him up and like yeah. taken him home. You it's, hard. Just, it's a little bit a lot i don't know i, I don't just and was it so the person yelling do you think it was like again for me i'm so i'm interpreting all this stuff it could be completely wrong but like i'm like maybe it was again your great grandpa being like why would you do that like it was a frog get get a yeah get control of your anger yeah. <laughs> like, it's like i don't you know, know see see somebody do some yoga drink some water like what is yeah i, I mean it's either that or whoever's tombstone he shot that's what on. it was too yeah i forgot i was just thinking because it was in a cemetery so so it may be like two ghosts, like butting heads at this point of like, he's that energy of that, maybe him entering that space awoken something else. It's so interesting. Like, yeah. Again, like, just also like, yeah, just like, don't, just don't, just anger, like anger management. It's in just, a graveyard. That's, you know, that's bad. bad come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, gosh. I love, I mean, I don't love these stories for your family because they're actually mostly terrifying, mm -hmm. but it's really interesting just the culture that surrounds these stories, like the passing of the gun passing down, like, like, I wonder how you even get chosen. Like this was the gun, say your like dad was holding when he died right. or something like who, who wants to be in charge of that? And like, I have what's no idea. That might yeah. be more of like a family thing though. Like I don't really know of like that being like a like true Italian fashion, I guess was not the right phrase that I used, but I think it was like a since they were a hunting family and it was like the last thing they had of their brother to be and like guns are expensive. Like they're oh, not something yeah. you're just gonna like throw right. out. <laughs> like this know? thing still works and it got struck by lightning. Let's Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get some deer <laughs> or we're gonna get sturdy. something. Yeah. 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 Oh. I kind of like that you don't know where it is now because it could be I living like its it. best like legend life it could be still causing mischief and we don't even oh, yeah. know i just also like that no not saying nobody got hurt but like nobody i guess the frog maybe but like no <laughs> i was gonna say other than like the way frog, to discount the frog no damn. it's okay no, no like human, my great grandfather no but like yeah nobody died as a result of the weapon so like no matter who had it it was just kind of like minor injuries or like inconveniences it weirdly sounds like it it's it was because normally when i think of guns i think that they escalate situations that's why i'm scared of them because right. i you know i'm a panic type person so i just can't hold i i would shoot somebody that i care about <laughs> not even because i wanted to just because so i know so i stay away but mm -hmm. it, when you talk about this gun like it almost feels like it it does the opposite like it kind right. of like even the shooting the frog it like calmed your your great uncle your uncle down and i don't know about the shooting the fingers like maybe like i don't know i don't know, I don't know what headspace they were in when they were doing that like but it, it's like also that different family members have different 
parts of that story where somebody was like they were showing off and then he fell down the stairs and sometimes some people were like no he was trying to hunt and it backfired and you're just like okay which one are you telling the truth no, he so lost. Like, yes. who, what did he tell you was what's that i want him i want to hear his, side of the his story. story yeah but also you know macho italian i don't think we'd get it my dad's the same way my dad would always growing up he would always be like when you're 21 i have something i need to tell you and then i turned 21 and i was like what's the news and he's like never mind <laughs> and I was like, no. no. <laughs> you promised me no. You said you said you had deep secrets, and he probably does, but he's not gonna tell me. So <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I changed my mind of not telling you. You you can when you're 28. <laughs> yeah, he just upgraded it to deathbed. He's like, one day, just not <laughs> I left the gold in the uh, and just like dead. Yeah. Like, oh, up. Get the paddles. Do something. I need to know. <laughs> I found this really cool gun in the ocean. No. <laughs> no. Put it back. But it's like anytime yeah, somebody finds it? those like wax or like when people find like pots or cauldrons in the water, I'm like, put it back, put it back, put it back. Nope. Or like the statues. Opening. You know put how many stories back. I've read of them? Like people picking up like statues like covered in nails. I'm like, put that down. Put it back. Also, why are you stealing artifacts? Just put it down. Why would you? Uh, anyway, that's a whole nother <laughs> episode because I don't understand. Like, I'm... naturally, you you have visceral feelings when you see this stuff. So why are you messing with it? Just leave it there. I don't know. <laughs> that's how I feel about guns, too. I know I'm just really soft. Like, I don't think people shouldn't have guns. I just I just think they're scary. And <laughs> they, oh, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> I don't like I, them around. <laughs> pers- I personally don't ever want to own one. That's my own personal belief. Just like I don't, but also, I don't feel the need for it. Not a hunting family. We don't like I understand people that use it for meat or farming mm. or whatever. Well, of course. But yeah. like my family, my my family does own guns and all that they just go to a shooting range and oh, yeah. hang out and whatever, smoke cigars or something, but like yeah, none of that interesting shooting. Yeah, I don't. That actually don't... is fun. I did that once on a big open farm in Maryland, and that was the one time where I was like, "This rocks," because it okay. like it's so far. Have you ever tried that before? I have not. I have not. I the see the gun laws are so strict in New Jersey. Mm. So I'm now that I'm in, you know, it's it's. I've also just never felt the need to do so. I'm like, you know what? That's a cool shiny bang bang stick that I'm gonna keep over there, and it's gonna yeah, be okay. Yeah. I was in Maryland and it was my friend's dad's like farm, basically. And he's like, you've never done it. Then let's do it. And yeah, I, was like, here. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it, I don't know. There's something to it, like being so far away and high up that makes you feel like really accomplished. Oh, yeah. but, I'm going to feel like Annie Oakley. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, scary, but that, it was great. Thank you for telling me your family's terrifying gun story. <laughs> I think that may have influenced me as to why I'm like, you know what? I think I'm I'm okay. I think I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. And hopefully it stays with your, your cousin. <laughs> I mean, he said he, he said he got rid of it. So that may mean anything because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's good. I mean, I think it's it sounds like the type of tool that if you or anyone in your family ever needed it, it would just show up. You know what? I really, I really like that type of energy of like my great grandfather will come back to protect us. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Like maybe, Oh, this is really sad, but like, maybe like, because like you're mentioning, it sounds like he died young. 
mm-hmm. that that part of wanting to protect y'all like stuck with the gun yeah, yeah i think so i think it's so and I'm gonna, it's that you know ghosts are you know what you're right you know ghosts are sometimes really sweet so yeah. i'll go back to my original point and i will not retract <laughs> my original point like no, I did before. Yeah. i've changed my mind <laughs> yeah since nobody died then i think you're allowed to still believe that there's some good in there oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> When the sports world was introduced to two new team names within a week, comedian Dave Primiano told his friend and fellow comedian Dan Getz, we should do a limited series podcast where we rank all the team names in sports. And they did just that. And after they were done, they decided, hey, let's just keep ranking stuff. Thus was born the Rank Bank, where each week they are joined by a panel of experts, aka fellow comedians, to rank all things ranging from the unimportant to the really unimportant. New episodes drop on Mondays and sometimes Tuesday if it's a two-parter. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore rank underscore bank. Sweet. Well, I have stuff prepared for you. Okay. I know you're like big into history. You're a historian. So, um... I prepared, well, I found an article and it's okay. seven terrifying tales from the world's most haunted museums. Mm. Um, and it's by Katie White of Art World. So that's okay. where I got this information. <laughs> and <laughs> I always try to, plugging it is always very, very awkward. So it's all good. Um, cool. So the first one I want to talk about is the Met. Have you heard that the Met is really creepy? Yes. Yes, we were, I was a, uh... We were members of the Met for a little bit when I was in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, because we were close to New York. Fancy. Did you ever get like spooky vibes? Yes. Yes. I, it <laughs> may or may not have been because a lot of those, you know, I, I mean, I personally don't know where a lot of those items came from and the origins of them. True. So the Upper East Side of Manhattan has every kind of doctor imaginable, including a duo of self-proclaimed ghost doctors. Over the year, the paranormal experts, Dr. Pete and Dr. Stu, have made numerous visits to the Met, equipped with essential ghost hunting gear, including EVP monitors and dousing rods. Over the years, the doctors have captured some spine-tingling sounds emanating from the galleries. And on a 2013 ghost hunting expedition with the Observer, the doctors seem to have channeled a spirit in the European sculpture and decorative arts wing. So they found what? a ghostly girl. What? What? Yeah. Why have I never heard of this? It's I funny because like, the gallery you're describing right now is the background of my laptop. Oh, really? So I'm just <laughs> like, so oh, is, is she there? Can I see her? What's happening? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can go see her. Um, Elsewhere in the museum, at the Henry R. Luce Center for the Study of American Art, the phantom of a young girl has been seen running down the halls, her giggling and chatter giving unexpected frights to studious art historians and curators. According to the museum lore, she's believed to be the daughter of a long-ago employee. Oh. Isn't that cute? That is, again, I just think, like, I think museums are a wonderful space for kids. I think that like folks can learn a lot from there. And I feel like maybe that place held a lot of like meaning to her. And that's like, 
that's like she's like you know where i want to be for the rest of eternity like wandering the halls and like laughing and messing with art students as they like right. try to draw like yeah. that's so cute to me where she's just like hey guys, you wanna go, like hey guys you want to go skiing you're just like oh shit <laughs> yeah yeah i get kind of sad when i hear of like people who work my big thing is like you're not gonna see me at my my cube if i die like if you, if someone says they saw, I'm gonna be like not a chance. But if it's like a little girl, like maybe she had some happy moments with her parents yeah. there. Like that's where she grew up. Maybe yeah. I yeah, that is really sweet. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 really sad that it is a little girl though that she didn't get to grow up and you know experience life. But I mean, now she gets to experience like an afterlife that's like the Met like super cool. she gets to go to the Met Gala for free like she gets she got to see Rihanna <laughs> free. just like the, like Pope like come on it's okay so true That's yeah she me. gets to go to all those events for free oh yeah <laughs> she got to see everybody and all like the times where they didn't actually fit the theme <laughs> that's the other thing that i i love the idea i tried to write like sketches about this but i'm just it's just not working for me but i love the idea of like ghosts becoming fans of like modern culture things like a 1700s person that just loves britney spears like i love that i love the thought of that <laughs> thy baby one more time yeah, just like, exactly. Let's go. <laughs> like singing it the way they would have exactly oh yeah i don't know or just I people just being that. like i want to be a tiktok star and you're just like okay napoleon like <laughs> <laughs> he totally would want to be a tiktok star like yes. hands down logan paul gang definitely <laughs> he would be one of those guys he'd be like mr beast like charging poor people like giving them money to do embarrassing things like that's yep. that seems yep. about right <laughs> cool have you heard of a little place called the cleveland art museum no i have not Oh, okay. Well, it's just the art museum in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, whoa, whoa. It's in Tokyo. No, oh, shit. I'm oh, sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this podcast. No, you can curse. Yeah. It's oh, totally fine. Shit, fuck, shit. Ah. If the kids listen to this podcast, they're definitely cool. So. Oh, okay. Congratulations, kids. You've been upgraded. <laughs> Welcome to your first string of curse words. <laughs> But yeah, so so there was a guest appearance at the Cleveland Art Museum. While curators were busy finalizing the installation of Cleveland Art Museum's 2015 exhibition, Painting the Modern Garden, Monet to Matisse, the famed Impressionist painter of Water Lilies himself appeared to have paid an unexpected visit. On the balcony overlooking the gallery stood a man with Monet's characteristic salt and pepper beard and bowler hat. A photo of the figure was snapped by the museum's director of design and architecture, Jeffrey Stream, showing the illusory artist just above a strikingly similar vintage photo of Monet. That is so cool. It's like the yeah, final so seal of approval. Yeah. Just like, I feel like he was teasing them too because he was right above his own picture for like, comparison. This one's <laughs> mine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, you, the, what is it? Those people were like, hey, can I copy your homework? You're like, yeah, just like make it so nobody notices. He's just like sitting there like, I noticed. <laughs> I noticed. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, sometimes I wonder, I mean, if it, if it was open, I'd be like, okay, someone just dressed up like him to be oh, yeah. cool. But since it wasn't open yet, yeah. that makes me believe it, tend to believe it more. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, yeah, 
Like I can't also I can't imagine like having a prominent artist such as that like in front of you. Like I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what to do. Like if Van like Van Gogh, Van Gogh, I never really know how to pronounce his last name was in front of me. I would have been like, Oh my god, can I are you, how what? Also, can I hug you? Are you okay? <laughs> like I know you I know you went through a real? lot. Can I like yeah. Yeah. Like, with consent. May I hug you? Yes? Okay. Do like, you mean like if they were alive or like ghosts? Like ghosts. Ghost. Just be like, like, or even so, I, I guess you can't hug a ghost. Just be like, hey, could I like wave you to you? Be able to. I Maybe. mean, no one's ever tried, right? That's true. That That's would be true. really cool. I had an experience <laughs> that I talk about a lot. So it's, it'll be really quick because my house was haunted. But I remember seeing like waking up and seeing like this mist in my room like right next to my bed Mm -hmm. and I reached out and um when I touched it it felt it did it felt it felt sparky like it felt wet but but my hand was still dry like it was like I don't know I know that sounds crazy it it felt tingly so um so I imagine that's what it would feel like (laughs) if you felt very tingly kind of like kind of like drizzle but like your skin doesn't get wet no i got you isn't that weird it's like an electricity that's the energy it's the energy it's not being destroyed it's like it's just there it's just there it's funny you say that because i can't remember the name of the spot that we were in in ireland but there's this like haunted like literally like a boys club and we went there gross (laughs) 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 but like there was like these hor- it's like horribly haunted and i really wish i like knew what it was but like the the terrible things and i might maybe i'm mixing up two spots but i know that they like lit a cat on fire and like pushed it down the hill and you could like still hear like the cat and it's it's like disgusting wow but when we were there it was at night we had to like take a bus up there and i felt that like misty kind of tingle you know what i'm talking about i know yeah. I, yeah and then like i went and i reached into my sweatshirt pocket and i this like just goo was just like in my pocket and I was like what and then my friend was just like what is all this and we were like I'm out no we're like wrap it up it's like this like it was like I couldn't see because it was just dark and I was like who's it's somebody like, did this <laughs> once a gentleman's club always a gentleman. <laughs> I was like who, who is it show yourself what's going on what is this you clean up your mess see like, I didn't have any goo I'm curious I'm I, I wish I could have experienced that I'm maybe I was maybe I was hallucinating maybe I don't know what was happening it was I late. believe you it's hard to it's just hard to explain did it like disappear after a while did it like dissipate I did like the, the like the you know the yucky ham yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she like kind of like throw it away but the I don't know I, I just I wish I could remember the it's something devil something in Ireland and I'm gonna find it eventually and well, you know one woman are finished with everything and I'll be like Hi. <laughs> you can let me know because I do like a little intro so I can mention it in the intro if you if you do find it um absolutely but that's <laughs> that's so cool what is that called ectoplasm I guess so. I just, I can't see the other thing is like, was I in Ireland? Was I in Italy? I I don't know. You're so well traveled. I've never left the country. It's just those two places. (laughs) Are you both? Are you Irish and Italian? I'm just Italian, actually. My my pale skin and green eyes and light brown (laughs) hair does not help. My dad was like, we got you out of a potato patch in Ireland. And I was like, I believe you. Fair. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah, I'm Irish and Italian. So that's why I was wondering. Because there's a lot of us out there. Because I feel like they're both stubborn peoples. So they find each other. It was the Hellfire Club. 
Are you kidding me? The Hellfire Club? Like, so it's Monte Hill. Yep. Hellfire Club, as it's commonly known, is an old hunting lodge set in Dublin's mountains. Yeah, that was it. I feel like I've heard of this place. Didn't they end up doing satanic rituals there? Yeah, sacrificed animals even dabbled in cannibalism, sacrificing, consuming a servant girl in their quest to summon the Dark Lord. Um, But they didn't tell us that part. They did. (laughs) Wow. I think it was just like, it was Halloween when I was studying abroad and they were like, hey, do you want to go? And I was like, I am. I'm also a fraidy cat. That's the Mm -hmm. fun part. I'm Mm -hmm. scared of everything that goes bump in the night <laughs> and i was like i'm gonna be brave today's the day i'm gonna be brave and i went there and i was like oh, 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 a little too brave <laughs> too brave and i haven't Let's done anything back. since <laughs> yeah i keep wanting yeah. to go like ghost hunting and whatever else but it's i don't know it's scary <laughs> haunted tours in philly those are you know i do those i did the one in savannah that rocked Let's go. There's a lot of cool ones, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to just completely sidetrack your original. Oh, no, no, that's totally fine. I only have one more to talk about, and it is the Louvre. And this one has, like, a historical background that we mm. got to get into. So long before the Louvre was a museum, it was a fortress with beginnings dating back to the 12th century. With such august origins, no doubt, the building itself has been home to more than a few unfortunate endings and a running list of its own startling tales. So the Louvre's most infamous apparition is that of Jean Jean Le Ecoche, Jack the Skinner. Oh. <laughs> in <Okay>. English. <laughs> it sounds so much prettier in French. Um, a butcher by... it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a butcher by trade, he became a favorite henchman of Queen Catherine de Medici in 16th century. Suspecting he knew just one too many secrets about the royal family, the cunning queen had him murdered. Oh, it is i know it's said from beyond the grave jean returned to haunt the royal family living in the palaces of Louvre. nicknamed the red man of tuileries he can still be spotted dressed in red moving about the museum and the nearby gardens napoleon even claimed to have seen his likeness in 1815 so you know it's true because he said <laughs> he doesn't lie about never anything. lied ever <laughs> yeah creepy yeah, like, and also, like, you put that on yourself. You had this man killed, and now he's just like, hey, hey, what's Haunting going on, guys? He's not going to get rid of me that. I'm Jack the Skinner. Yeah, just, ew. <laughs> ew. Yeah. It's a terrible nickname, sir. It's just. I really, I think Napoleon and his family, just going off of, like, the many history slash ghost stories I've told on this podcast, I feel like they were really into the paranormal because his brother actually ends up in Jersey. So I did a whole Jersey Devil episode. I was a little obsessed with the Jersey Devil for a second. I even, like, went camping in the Pine Barrens for a weekend this summer. I've been bested by the but, devil. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's just dancing to whatever Bruce Spring- was it Bruce Springsteen? I keep forgetting. Living on Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. Anyway, um, that's what we do in the shadows. If you guys aren't caught up, so definitely watch that Sorry, whole show. We, we can talk stuff. about it. Yeah, but um, Napoleon's brother, I guess, was like kicked out of France or something, and he ended up in New Jersey. And he swore on his life he saw the Jersey Devil. I mean. Maybe it was the red man. He was like, I'm going to mess with him, but like Jersey yeah. style. Like put on like one of the little horns. A little horns and everything. <laughs> what am I good at? Skin. What do I have a lot of? <laughs> Skin. 
those, those deers that are just seem to be everywhere in New Jersey. <laughs> and the goats. Yeah. Yeah. Just needs to get the tail somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, man. That like that one is so much scarier, like than the other two. But even them, like, because you're saying ghosts are usually nice. Like, I think it's just unresolved. Yeah. Because he was so loyal to the family to have so many secrets. Mm-hmm. So it could, I mean, just because he was like a violent murderer, I feel like we're assuming <laughs> the worst. How dare we? I, I know. Maybe like, he was just heartbroken or something. Like a heartbroken yeah. murderer. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. No. Please do no. not romanticize the murders. It's fair. Fair enough. He was probably pretty evil. Out for he sounds like a like a 80s serial killer, honestly. Yeah, definitely just like the it's like Freddy, Jason, Jack the Skinner. <laughs> he like he was like Jack the Ripper. No, Jack the Skinner. And he's like, who are you his cousin? Like, what's happening? <laughs> but I was, it was a name? cool name for me. People call me that because that's what I was supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't a moniker. Like, you know, the cops didn't name me that. The the royal palace did. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then I fl- had somebody flee to New Jersey and I followed him with horns. <laughs> like, could you imagine being a murderer and then dying? No. Oh, well, yeah. Sad. I mean, I know. Okay. <laughs> Stick with me. I have okay, a... Okay. <laughs> this is a whole sting operation. The cops, like, pop up on that other screen. <laughs> I'm literally getting a phone call right now, too. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to go back to that in a second. Sorry. We can wrap it up soon. We're no, pretty good. close to the end anyway. But it was just like, can you imagine being a murderer and then dying and then everyone is just around you? And they're not even like, because they're not human anymore, so they're not furious. They're just disappointed. It's just the worst crime. The worst punishment ever is just disappointment. Like, yeah, I'm not like, mad. I'm just disappointed. Like their arms are crossed and they're tapping a foot. And they're like, listen, there, there was an afterlife, but you didn't know. You, you, you didn't know. You, did. I was, mm. you know, like, I am happy in the afterlife, but you had no idea that this was going to be a thing. You. Or a jerk face. <laughs> yeah. And as they're saying it, they're just poofing back up to the light because that's all they that's wanted like, to do. That's all they wanted to do is be like, you <laughs> are a duty head. And then you just should like, be ashamed. Yeah, just ashamed. Do you kiss your mother with that mask? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that stuff. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how dare you? It's like the one dude he like stepped on his foot in like fifth grade. And be like, why are you here? Be like, you apologize. Yeah, you hurt me. me. It, it wasn't really- as serious, but I my feelings matter. Yeah, I had a bruised toe for a week because <laughs> yeah. of you. <laughs> think about what you did. About it, and he poofs away, and you're like, "What am I supposed to think about?" <laughs> Wait, come back. Any <laughs> <laughs> <I have> answers? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, ugh. yep. <laughs> the Louvre is in France, correct? Yeah, okay, cool. I. It's not my top country that I'd want to go to, I think. So I've I don't been, have to be worried about him. Only online. Yeah. I've only been online in France. That's it. It was <laughs> How a layover. Does that work? It was just, a, oh, okay. We had to like get off the plane and you had to like get through. I don't know if it was like they had to like stamp your passport. I don't really remember. I was exhausted. And then we were just in a line the whole time. And my wow. friend and I are just like speaking Italian. And we're like, of course, the one time. <laughs> To wear in France for an align. It's a very French experience, I think. I, 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 I thought the British really loved lines, but apparently the, <laughs> the French really love lines too, except they're just angrier about it. 
Oh man, that's awesome. I can't really talk. I've never been anywhere, but one day, one day I'll know and I'll be able to. One day you too will stand in a line in France. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd be like, well, this is my experience. Now I can be angry. Now I can eat a croissant and drink coffee and (laughs) sit there. Did you have time for a croissant in your line? No, it's just, we couldn't, we were like not allowed to get out of the line. Oh, that's the worst. It's okay. It's all right. We got, we got back. It's all good. Okay. Good. One day I am not croissant. a ghost. Just like one day <laughs> I will have the flakiest croissant, but not, right now I have to stick with Starbucks. I love it's Starbucks. Okay. But um, yeah, so those are my stories. Thank okay. you so much for being here. Thank this you so is- much for having me. Oh, this is so fun. This is normally the part of the show where if you're a comedian, I'd have you plug your handle and stuff, but I don't know if you want people to follow you, you can definitely do that. Or if you have like just a cool Philly recommendation, places you like to go, do that too. That's, that's fair. Um, so I'm not a comedian. Um, well, you so are funny. I, I do think you're funny. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Just not no, officially. <laughs> I, am, I am a party comedian in that I don't sell tickets. People are just like, for free? I'm like, yes, for free. <laughs> uh, I will stand up here and make a fool of myself <laughs> for everyone's entertainment. Um, I mean, I, I usually stay off of social media. That's just kind of my vibe. Um, but cool places in Philly. Um, you know, you got their haunted tours. Those are awesome um those do rock yeah all the museums in philly rock i highly recommend go to the the small ones go to the big ones you know you know support support your local um purveyors of you know art and culture and things like that i don't know i don't know what i'm saying it's late no yeah (laughs) that's such as that's uh we can name drop so there's a guest that i have on here a lot his name is seamus millar and he used to work at the museum of american revolution so that museum rocks there's also christchurch have you ever been to christchurch i have not it's like it's like um donation based so it doesn't really call you i I throw money in but (laughs) it's whatever you want it to be but it, it for the for a really long time was the tallest um building in philadelphia and it still just has that like even if you're not super religious there's so many windows like the natural light it's just really beautiful it's gonna get all that vitamin d yeah yeah yeah. you know it's where like presidents went to church or whatever way back when but wow i know if that's what you're into but it just in general it's really beautiful so i'll have to check it out thank you so much it, it turned into me just giving you a recommendation. So oh, thank you so much. There we <laughs> Sorry go. Sorry about that. Okay. Well, yeah. Thanks again for being on the show. Thank you so much. Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Jaskowski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts.